Welcome back to Icebot Sports. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And we are officially one week away from opening kickoff. Oh yeah, it is one week. One wow. week from today. Just starting to the Chiefs in. and the Lions. I think we're ready. I think everyone else is ready. Um, enough fantasy talk. I, mean, I know a lot of people still haven't had their drafts. They haven't had it this week. We're taking a step away from that today. We're talking about all of our season predictions. We've got our predictions for records and awards and all that. Super Bowl matchups, Super Bowl winner, all that <laughs> fun stuff. Um, if you are here uh, hoping to get some fantasy football advice, just go check out one of our past episodes uh, so far in Season 2, and uh, you'll get our takes on um, players we like, players we don't like, sleepers, you'll get all that some fun more, stuff. You'll also get some more takes next week right before the right before Week 1 starts. So Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep up with the fantasy content throughout the uh, the whole season, but today we just want to get our, our season predictions out there and it should take a, a good amount of time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we, we both went through the NFL playoff predictor, whatever, and picked every single game of the entire season. Um, we came out with all of our division winners, playoff, uh, playoff bracket, Super Bowl winner, etc., draft order, all of that sort. So, I mean, we're not going to go through week by week, game by game, but we are going to talk. I I hope not. (laughs) I hope that wasn't the plan. Um, We are going to talk about kind of how our, all of our standings and everything came out and what we, what we think from these teams going into the season pretty much. Yeah. So um, let's start off with the AFC East and we'll just go kind of in order from there. Yeah. Uh, So I have the AFC East. um, I have have three playoff teams coming out of the AFC East. I also have three playoff teams coming out of the AFC East. So for me, um, I have the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins all tied at twelve and five, with the Bills uh, getting the tiebreaker, getting the first place in that division with a four and two divisional record, followed by the Jets, who also have a four and two divisional record. But uh, somewhere along the line, I Buffalo beat uh, the Jets in my um, predictions, so uh, that's why the Jets are number two. And then I have the Dolphins backed up behind the Jets, also twelve and five, uh, three and three divisional record. And then uh, just shout out the Patriots. I have them going four and thirteen, uh, one and five. You know, if Mac Jones goes down, they have no other quarterbacks on their <laughs> roster. I know that I know they signed Bailey Zappi and Willie Cunningham to their practice squad, but um, yeah, I, it could I, I be just, a rough season for them. I don't have a lot of faith in the Patriots this season. I don't either. Um, yeah, I mean, I also have all three of those teams going twelve and five. I have the Dolphins taking the division with a four and two divisional record, followed by the Bills at three and three, Jets at three and three. Um, Bills somehow ended up with a tiebreaker over the Jets in that for me. Um, I have the Patriots going 6-11, and 2-4 and four in the division. A little higher than you, but I don't think either of us have many many high hopes for them this season. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, think they're, I think they're going to have some pieces um, that are going to show a lot of promise, but I don't think they're anywhere near a contender right now. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the beginning of their schedule. Let me just look it up really quick. Um, they have a really tough schedule to start. They they face Philly, then the Dolphins, then Dolphins, then Jets, then, Jets, then Dallas. Yeah, their first like somewhat competitive game comes at Week Five versus the Saints. And I believe I think that's the first game I have them winning. I think I ha- I had them starting the season zero and four, um, and then and then beating the Saints Week Five. Yeah, they they do have a tough start to their schedule. Um, their schedule's pretty tough all throughout, I'd say. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I Just not, not high on them. 
Yeah. Sorry, Patriots fans. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and Mac Jones looked like he regressed going into last season. Um, they don't really have the, the best offensive weapons behind Ramondre Stevenson. And on defense, I mean, they, they have a lot of young guys, but not a lot of proven guys yet. Right. So that's what scares me. And you're, in, again, a stacked division because you have Miami, you have the Jets, you have Buffalo, all teams that can come out and, you know, potentially win that division. I, of course, have Buffalo taking the cake, but it's a three-way tie if you take away the, the tiebreakers. So, yeah. Record-wise. Um, was there anything you wanted to say? No, uh, I think the... that's that's it. I mean, we could talk more about those three playoff teams for both of us when we get to our uh, playoff brackets, too. Yeah. So. Um, moving on to the AFC North, I've got the Bengals winning the division at twelve and five, taking the tiebreaker over the Ravens, who are also in the playoffs for me at twelve and five. Bengals had uh, one more divisional win for me, so that's where they kind of stood. Uh, Steelers, I have barely missing the playoffs um, at number eight in a with a record of eleven and six, going three and three in the in the division. They're a team I'm very high on this year, and it wouldn't shock me if they're in the playoffs. It's just the way. All with all my picks, how that ended up. Yeah. Um, I do think they're a playoff caliber team. They improved that O line. I really like Najee Harris this year. Um, I'm I, I like Kenny Pickett. I I think he showed some promise last year, especially his connections with the younger guys like uh, George Pickens. Um, he still got Deontay Johnson there. Him and Pat, Pat Fryermuth built a connection together. So I think that offense is looking really good. Their defense, obviously, they've still got T.J. Watt, who's a difference maker. Um, they've got a solid defense all around. Then I have the Browns coming in at 7-10, and 10, last place in the division. Um, they're kind of going to be a middle-of-the-pack team. I I just don't think they're that good, and I don't think they're terrible. Yeah, so uh, this is where our um, predictions kind of skew a little bit. So I, I have the Bengals finishing 14-3 atop that division. Uh, I think that's probably consensus for most people. The Bengals yeah. are a very, very good team. They have a great quarterback, great offensive weapons. Their defense does just enough to, you know, win them games. Um, but uh, I have second place in that division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I know you had them missing the playoffs, but I'm really high on the Steelers this year. I think Kenny Pickett's going to take that next jump. That you know, it's year two. This is usually when the biggest jump is for quarterbacks. Yeah. Usually years one to two and two to three. Um, and, and again, for all the reasons you said, you know, improved offensive line. You have a, a great running back back there, Najee Harris. You have a, a beastly defense. Uh, are all factors on why I think they're going to come out and surprise a lot of people this year. Um, again, twelve and five making the playoffs, um, followed by ten and seven Ravens. Um. Uh, Baltimore, I just I gotta see uh, Lamar put together a healthy season before I have them getting the playoffs again. Uh, I think they're a really well coached team, which but also Pitt is a super well coached team, and um, you know they're in a really tough division. Yeah, and uh, I'm just you know they have the pieces on defense, but can they put it all together on offense? And although they have Mark Andrews. I'm not super impressed by their other receiving threats. Zay Flowers will be a good receiver, but he's a small build and he's a rookie. Um, I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing with Flowers is kind of carving out his role. Yeah. Um, you, I don't know what kind of role he's going to have with that team just because of his build. Right. Um, he's not really, he doesn't really profile as a slot receiver, no. but he's also small to play on the boundary, like on the outside. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Kind of. 
wait and see with him, I guess. But, I mean, then you have Odell Beckham Jr., who is a giant question mark in the health category because he hasn't had a healthy season in however many years. It's yeah. been it's been three-plus years since he's had a full healthy season. Um, and, I mean, Rashad Bateman, same thing. He, ever since he came in the league, he hasn't stayed healthy. So, uh, you know, they, they went out and they got weapons for Lamar, but not anybody that's consistent in my eyes. Um which scares me. I mean, they still have a great record at 10, 10 and 7, but in a stacked AFC, I don't think that's enough to get them in the playoffs. And then in the last place, well, if you can call it last place, I have the Browns going 9 and 8, a little better than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, again, the Browns are a, another team with a really good defense. They have a great running game with Nick Chubb. Um, it's going to come down if Deshaun Watson can you know, return to his uh, form that he was several years ago coming right. into the league. Yep. So. Yeah, those are my rankings for the North. Then we got the where are we going now? AFC West? South. South. Yep. South. AFC South. I got the Jaguars winning the division at eleven and six, going five and one in the division. The only team over five hundred for me, followed by Titans and Colts both at seven and ten. Texans at four and thirteen. Um, I think this is the Jaguars division to lose, mm-hmm. and I I had a stretch where I I saw the Titans I had in first place for a little bit and kind of fell off towards the end. But um, yeah, I th- I think this is Jacksonville's division to lose. Like I said, I think the offense we've talked about them enough already in the last two years now, where you got Trevor Lawrence stud, Travis Etienne who's really coming into his own. Last year was basically his rookie season. Yeah, and then you you add <laughs> Calvin Ridley, you have Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Solid O line, solid defense. I think they're a, a well-rounded team, and I, I think they're a team that's going to be making some noise for the next several years. I agree. Um, I think they're going to have a really good season, um, but I, they they don't have the easiest schedule, um, which is why I have them going ten and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them just beating out the Tennessee Titans for the first in that division. Um, a lot of people think Jacksonville is going to run away with it, but. I mean, the Titans, as long as Derrick Henry can stay healthy, they added DeAndre Hopkins. So you have two really, really good offensive players. Um, their defense has always been competitive in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Rabel's a great coach. Um, I mean, the Titans at 9-8 and eight seems about their ceiling for me, though. I don't think they're going to win more than nine games. I agree. Um, but they're also a team a like... We're, we're also talking about a team like you, you mentioned well-coached. They're yeah. a well-coached team. Right. And we talked about that all last season. Yeah. And how even though last year, like, their team, there there wasn't much talent there. No. Vrabel kept them in the, in the games. Right. And he's just that good of a coach. And he's going to keep them in games. They're going to play They're going to play every opponent pretty tough, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think they're good enough to be a playoff team. Yeah. What scares me about Jacksonville is their defense. Um, and, and their defense and their young team. So, yes. I, again, they're going 10-7 in my predictions uh, just because I, I was worried that they're going to, you know, make those mistakes and have those slip-ups. Uh, but to round out the, my predictions for that division, I have the Texans going 3-14 and, and the Colts going 2-15. and 15. Uh, I don't think the Texans are going to be particularly good this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're still a year or two away. I agree. Um, and Indianapolis, I mean – as of right now, it looks like Jonathan Taylor's not going to play for them, even though they didn't trade him. doesn't mean they're not going to trade him. Um, but Anthony Richardson's so raw still. They're throwing him to the Wolves. Uh, you have a defense that, you know, they've regressed over this offseason. 
and a rookie head coach. Uh, I think, you know, two and 15 is maybe a little, little low for them. Uh, maybe they'll win one or two more games than that, but I don't have high expectations for either the Colts or the Texans this season. Yeah, that's fair. And then rounding out the AFC, we got the West. I have the Chiefs finishing at 12 and five, winning the division. Um, every other team is in the playoffs. I have the Chargers and Broncos both going nine and eight. And then I have the Raiders at six and 11. Um, Chiefs, I mean, I don't see a world where they don't win the division. They're still one of the best teams in football, yeah. and they're by far the best team in that division. I think a lot of people are way too high on the Chargers. I think they're a solid team. I don't think they're that great. And we we talked about Staley enough last year to know why. Right. Um, Broncos, same thing. I mean, Broncos, I could have been a little higher on, I think. You have Sean Payton coming in. I think that's going to really benefit Russell Wilson a ton. Um, I just don't trust them enough to win those tougher games, to go out and beat the Chargers twice, to beat the Raiders twice, to beat the Chiefs. Like I, I just don't know. Um, and that's why they kind of fell in that 9-8 and eight range. I could see them finishing with 10-11 wins potentially, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm uh, agreeing with you. I, I think the Chiefs win that division. I think they're on away with it. Uh, I've been going 14-3. Uh, and I have them being the only team from that division making the playoffs as I have the Denver Broncos f- uh, running up second at 11-6. and six. Now, the thing with Denver is they bring in Sean Payton. I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to fix Russell Wilson. I think they're gonna, he's going to make him, uh, them a really, really uh, solid team. I don't think they're going to be fantastic, but I think they're going to be very, very good. They're going to win games. Um they're going to do just enough to, you know, put themselves ahead, but they're going to fall short uh, at eleven and six. Uh, and then I have the Chargers nine and eight again. I'm totally with you. That's why I have the Chargers going nine and eight is because of Brandon Staley. Yeah. I think he is the only thing that's holding the Chargers back from being a Completely playoff caliber agree. team. Uh, and then finally, I have the Raiders going one and sixteen. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be abysmal. Um, I don't think they're going to be that bad. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he can even stay healthy, that's a big question mark there. You have Josh McDaniels, who hasn't really looked that good. Um, I mean, their offensive line, I the line is doesn't really impress me. Uh, and you look at their defense, like who, who's really flashy on that defense aside from Max Crosby? I I see them winning more than one game though. Yeah, I mean, I, I was probably a little too harsh <laughs> with them, but again, I was going through every game and I was looking at it and I was just like, this. Almost every team that they faced seemed better than them. We're gonna start calling Matt the Raider hater. <laughs> well, wait till you see my Cardinals prediction. <laughs> um, where do you want to start in the NFC East? Yeah, yeah. We'll start at the East. I have your Eagles going fourteen and three, winning the division. Um, I also have the Cowboys making the playoffs at ten and seven, and I have the Giants making the playoffs at nine and eight. Um, I think I don't know the the NFC is pretty it's significantly weaker than the AFC is, um, but there are some powerhouse teams in the NFC that I think are going to run away with the divisions, and the Eagles are one of them. Um, you just they're building upon what they had last year. They brought in the young talent. You you have Nick Sirianni, who's a great head coach. You have the veterans around the young talent, too. And Jalen Hurts took a huge leap last year. Yeah. Um, and if they keep building upon that with that strong offensive line that they still have, I think Jason Kelsey coming back this year is huge. 
I, I just don't see a world where they don't win the division. I have them going 6-0 and in the division. I've been going 5-1 and one and uh, going 13-4. and four. So uh, one more loss than you had them going. It was probably that Dallas loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like we split with Dallas. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, 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 Philly has built on what they had last year. Um, they have shouts to their locker room. They have such a great um, leadership presence in that locker room. And uh, like just the culture that they've built there in mm-hmm. Philadelphia – uh, is you know far and in between. Uh, you don't you don't see that on many other teams. No, I completely agree. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think they're gonna be back. At, I have them being the one number one seed in the playoffs. Um, I, I could see them making another run for it. Uh, I have the Giants and Cowboys uh, tied at eleven six. I've uh, the Giants just edging out Dallas. Okay. Um. I, I think the Giants are a team that's going to take a big leap this year. You look at Daniel I, Jones. Yep. Uh, he's never had, like, a true receiver or receiving threat in that offense, but, like, a, a solid one. Now he has Darren Waller. As long as Darren Waller can stay healthy, I, I think this team is one, one of the best, I'd say a top five team in the NFC. And we saw three, what maybe. And we saw what a healthy Saquon could do. Right. And, um, and their offensive line is just getting better. Yeah. Um, that, that defense, I mean, Wink Martindale is a great defensive coordinator. Uh, Brian Dable is a great head coach. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly a little scared of the Giants going into the season just because of how much potential they have. I think their only downside is going to be if Waller goes down, you know, they don't have a, a plethora of receiving options. They have a bunch of guys, but nobody really that stands yeah, out I, to me. I, I think they have some guys in that receiving room, mainly Jalen Hyatt, that could really break out. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, I think their biggest concern should be keeping Saquon healthy. Yeah. And managing his workload because you're going to need him. You're going to need him in those close games. You're going to need him down the stretch when you need to win games to get into the playoffs. And then you're going to need him in the playoffs. And yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to for them. Yeah. And they shocked a lot of people last year by even making the playoffs and then taking down Minnesota in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I think they're going to build off of that success that they had last season. I think Daniel Jones could finish this season as a top 10 quarterback. I agree. Um, I think he has all the intangibles between coaching and talent around him to do so. Um, and uh, I haven't talked about Dallas yet, um, nor do I really want to talk about Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11-6 and six I think is pretty fair for them. I mean, their defense is going to be really, really good this year. They added Stephon Gilmore. You already have Micah Parsons back there. Um, they've added through the draft. they got Mozzie Smith. Um, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, but um, having having Dak Prescott, I was going to say Dak needs to be significantly better. It's going to go one of two ways. He's either going to do amazing because he has that pressure of Trey Lance behind him now, or he's going to stink up the joint and pull Carson Wentz and panic under pressure and lose all confidence and, and suck. Um, so I, I I don't know which way it's going to go, but. I, I think they're still going to be a good enough team. I mean, you have Tony Pollard, you have a great offensive line. Uh, Eleven and six is fair for them. And then I have the Commanders at two and fifteen. I don't think I mentioned that. So yeah, so do I. I have the Commanders also at two and fifteen. Uh, they have a lot of faith in Sam Howell. I don't. And Agreed you're in a, a really difficult division. It's the same thing with the AFC West with the Raiders. Yeah. You know, you're in a really tough division already. Yep. And and you're you, not a great team. You're not a great team. You don't have the best quarterback. Not even a competent quarterback. Yeah. So, 
It might be a rough year for them. Yeah. Um, NFC West. NFC, or I thought we were doing the NFC North. Yeah. Oh, we'll do North. Okay. Um, I have the Lions winning the division. Restore the roar. Um, I have a lot of faith in that team. I have a lot of faith in Jerry Goff. I think he showed that last year. Um, and that whole team really came together towards the end of the season. Dan Campbell is building something something special there, I think. I agree. Um, and I think long-term, you still got a young team. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown. Jameson Williams will be back after his suspension. You get that deep threat. Um, defense, Aiden Hutchinson. You've got, you add Jameer Gibbs. You bring in David Montgomery. It's it's going to be a fun team to watch. I have them going eleven and six, winning the division. I have the Vikings going ten and seven, in second place, also making the playoffs. And I have the Packers at nine and eight, just missing out. And then the Bears at seven and ten. I think it's going to be a competitive division. Feels like it is every single year. Um, the last couple of years, sure, the Bears have not been a very strong team, but um, yeah, I, I think they're building something good over in Chicago too. And I, I don't see them really stinking it up as nearly as bad as last year was. Um, but I still think this comes down to the Lions and Vikings. I don't think the Packers are there just yet. And I, I could be wrong. Um, Jordan Love could come out and be a stud. But I don't have enough faith in that offense to put up enough points to compete in some of the closer games. Yeah, um, I, I also have Detroit winning that division. Uh uh, they're the three seed, uh, according to this predictor. Yep, um, me too. So, but they're ten and seven. The funny thing is, I also have two other teams ten and seven in that division. Um, second place, I have the Vikings. Uh, I have the Vikings and Lions both four and two in their division, ten and seven record. In uh, third place, I have Chicago ten and seven, but really, s- but a two and four divisional record. I think Justin Fields is going to take a little bit of a leap this year. Not as big as the one of, as like Jalen Hurst took going into last year, but I think he's going to be a, um, a lot better of a passer going into the season, especially now that he has a weapon in DJ Moore, like a, a solid receiver yeah. one. Um, I think I, I think they've added a lot um, to their defense through free agency this this uh, off season that they're going to be a competitive team. Uh, I just I had them just missing the playoffs because they're I think they're going to suck in the division because it's a, it's I a agree. pretty it's a tough division yeah it's a really tough division and and i say all of these teams match up with each other really well all nfc north divisional rivalry games this year are gonna be a lot of fun to watch because you might I as think, well flip a coin I, yeah i think when i was going through the divisional games in the nfc north it was basically like home field advantage there yeah like for me it, it just came down to who's the home team i think they match up better like Packers at home, you can't you can't really doubt them. Um, right. It, it kind of came down to that for me. So yeah, yeah. And then uh, I have Green Bay finishing out last place in the division with an eight and nine record. Um, as much as I think Green Bay is like a, a good team, I mean they have a great defense. Um, the defense solid, is really good. Solid running backs, but you have that question mark at quarterback with Jordan Love, and his receiving options are. I'm He's, not going to say non-existent. It's just they're very young receiving core. Yeah, I very inexperienced. I feel for Jordan Love because I I really want to see what we have. We I'm yeah. not even back, but <laughs> what the Packers have in him. Um, and I do think Jordan Love has a lot of talent and could be a successful quarterback in the league. 100% but it comes down to the fact that he doesn't have the guys around him. Yeah. to set him up for success. 
And I think the Packers have done a very, very, very bad job of setting up the future after Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's going to show early on in this season until Jordan Love can, you know, build that, build those connections with those younger receivers like Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Um, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, they draft Luke Musgrave this year. Yeah, but well, and then you can show they're not um, that committed to him because they go and they they have a, a top fifteen pick and they take Lucas Van Ness. You know, you already have a really, really good uh, defense. You already have and Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. I think they still Preston Smith and Frank Clark. You 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 spent two first last year on defensive players too. You had yeah. Quay Walker and. Yeah. Uh, uh, Devontae Wyatt. Yep. So you keep beefing up this defense, but you got to score points somehow. And if you're not going to give Jordan Love anybody to you know throw to, how are you going to expect to throw points or yeah. score points? Um, they they drafted a couple of receivers, but later in the the uh, draft uh, they got um I'm blanking on, on the guys they got, but um it was it was a bunch of like you know uh, shots in the dark with these guys yeah. late round picks. Um, you know, you could have drafted a receiver at whatever pick thirteen they have. Um, yeah, the, the I think the one the one receiver they did draft was Dontavian Wicks. Dante, that's, in the, yes, in the fifth round, right? Which I mean, but but like, who was there on the board cool. at thirteen for them to take? You had a, you had a bunch of guys. Yeah, so they had thirteen um, wide receivers that went after JS Smith and Jigba, JSN, yeah. Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigbo would have been a great fit for that offense. You, you already have Christian Watson, well, who can stretch the field. They're sitting at thirteen, and every single receiver was on the board. So, yeah, uh, even if you didn't want a slot guy in Jackson Smith and Jigbo, you could have went Quentin Johnston. To he would have been a nice compliment to Christian Quentin Watson. Johnson would have been a really nice, really nice number two to Christian Watson this year. But yeah, but I think they kind of dropped the ball going Lucas Van Ness. Um, yeah, I just I think they've kind of mismanaged their quarterbacks over the last couple of years yeah. and i think this season they're gonna pay for it with an eight and nine record i think we should get the very lousy nfc south out of the way yeah 100 percent agree i have the saints winning in the division at nine and eight wow um i think i've said this before i think the saints are built to win eight to nine games and i think whoever wins eight to nine games wins this division um yeah i it's you, you really don't know what Derek Carr you're going to get. Derek Carr had a really bad year last season. Um, but I think I I credit a lot of that poor play to Josh McDaniels. I don't think he I don't think Derek Carr was in a very comfortable situation and nor should he be like I don't I don't think Josh McDaniels is a good coach. Um, and I think a, that whole team suffered because of that. Yeah. Especially Derek Carr. He's coming over to the Saints. He's got Chris Olave. You got Michael Thomas which also a big question mark. Um, you have no Alvin Kamara for the first three weeks, but you also have Jamal Williams, who we're both very high on. Um, I think the offense is going to be fun to watch. The defense is rough. Mm-hmm. That um, Outside of Marshawn Lattimore, like, yeah, you, you add have, Brian Brzee, you add Isaiah Foskey. But you, they have an aging Demario Davis. You have an aging Demario Davis. You have an aging Cam Jordan. Yep. Um, it, it, it's going to be tough. Their Their defense is not great. But I think their offense is good enough to win a lot of the divisional games, mm-hmm. which is why I have them winning this division. 
Then I have the Panthers and Falcons both at five and twelve, and I have the Bucks at three and fourteen. Wow, so we're we're a little similar with our uh, our NFC South rankings. Uh, I have the Saints winning eight games. I've been going eight and nine. Uh, I I think for all the reasons you mentioned of their defense, um, they're going to struggle a little bit this year. But what scares me about adding Derek Carr to your quarterback room is he had Devontae Adams last season and Darren Waller, given Darren Waller was injured. Um, and, and he still, you know, kind of pooped the bed. He didn't really, yeah. he didn't really perform that well. Um, and now you, you give him a downgrade at receiver. Um, I, Chris Love is going to be great, don't get me wrong, but he's no Devontae Adams yet. No, completely agree. And you expect him to, to go out and make the playoffs. Um, given it is a weaker division, um, probably the them or the uh, AFC South are probably the weakest division in football. But I don't have them making the playoffs because I have the Falcons ahead of them in first place going 9-8. Okay. I'm really high on Atlanta this year. Uh, they are a dark, dark horse team for me. Um, I think they could surprise a lot of people. I think adding Bijan Robinson to a great offensive line is going to benefit them tremendously. I think Desmond Ritter, you know, you have two big body options in Drake London and Kyle Pitts and, and Matt Collins. Um, although it's not the flashiest, you know, core receivers, uh, I think he's going to do just enough to win the Falcons games. I think they need another receiver. And they, they do. There's there's a guy that's been sitting out there, a veteran, who's very familiar with Atlanta. Huh. They need. I, I think they need to go out and get Julio. Bring in Julio for these young receivers. Yeah. Work with Kyle Pitts. Work with Drake London. And give Desmond Ritter the comfort of a veteran presence out there, and I think that team makes a lot more noise than they would without him. Yeah, um, and their defense uh, is—they've they've added a lot of pieces of that defense. The secondary the is very, very good. It you is. add Jesse Bates. You have AJ Terrell. You, you trade for Jeff, Jeff Okuda, Okuda, who was good when he needed. You to be. drafted um, Clark Phillips. Yep. Uh, and, yeah. and then on the edge, you have Arnold Ebicady, who I think could take a big leap this year. So I, I think the same with Lorenzo, Lorenzo Carter. I agree. You have Clayus Campbell on that defensive line yep. who, who can you know teach all these young guys. Uh, I think their defense is going to be uh, very improved. And they stayed in most of their games they were in last they year, did. if you remember correctly. They did. That, you know, say what you want about Arthur Smith. He is a good coach. and um, He makes questionable decisions, but I, I could agree he is a good coach. Yeah, so I, I think... For that reason, like, I think they have a better coach there in Atlanta than Dennis Allen is in uh, New Orleans. Uh, so I, I have I have Atlanta just edging out the Saints um, and to win that division. Um, yeah. And then uh, I have the Panthers also going five and twelve uh, in third a, place. It's going to be a growing year for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of growing pains with Bryce Young. Yeah, um, and which is it's got to be expected. He's not in the best situation. No. But I think they're trying to make the most of it. You add Miles Sanders. Right. Um, you have a, a solid line. You got A.K. Kwanu and Taylor Moten on the tackles to, to help protect Bryce Young. Um, I don't know. But, and then I, I have the Bucks going 4-13. Uh, and 13. But before going into this playoff predictor, I, I thought, you know, maybe the Bucks could make a, a small push for uh, first in that division. But then when I looked at their schedule, yeah. especially week to week, yeah. Um, I realized, you know, they 
they'll probably finish last. Yeah. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is going to keep them in games, but I don't think he's going to win them games. I could agree with that. And, and especially with the loss of Ryan Jensen, that played a huge role into this uh, this decision because I, I think that, that massively hurts their offensive line. Yeah. Losing Ryan Jensen for the year or and possibly Probably ever. forever. So I think that wraps up the uh, South. So, now we just got to finish up with the West. I have the Niners winning that division at 13-4. Yep, I have them at fourteen and three, winning the division. Uh, followed up by the Seahawks, who are ten and seven, mm-hmm. um, missing the playoffs, and then Rams four and thirteen. And what you all been waiting for? The Arizona Cardinals going zero and seventeen, <laughs> because I think the Cardinals are going to be a disastrous organization. I, I don't had... think Jonathan Taylor, or Jonathan Gannon, is going to be that great of a head coach. Um, Kyler Murray is, is injured, going to miss the, at least the first four games. Um, I mean. Your best option is Marquise Brown. That offensive line does not look that great. That defense, I mean, you've traded almost every one away except for Buda Baker. Like, yeah. I, I have no faith in Arizona to even win a game this year. I had the Seahawks at 9-8, and eight, just missing the playoffs. Uh, the Rams at 4-13. and 13. I had the Cardinals at 2-15. and 15. I just checked. I had them beating the Rams once, and I had them beating the Falcons. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the Rams could win a couple more than four games. Like, I have them here. I don't here. think so. Um, I think they're going to be pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, well, I think their defense is going to be horrible. The defense is terrible. The defense is terrible. Uh, and they're they're kind of in the same situation as, uh, who was I talking about before? I, I don't even remember. Um, their offense just isn't good enough to where they're going to be able to outscore those opponents because their defense is just that bad. Yeah. I, I think, like... Four, five, six wins is like their ceiling. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think six wins is probably their ceiling. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. I, I mean, you have Stafford if he can stay healthy and Cup, but will Stafford stay healthy when you have an offensive line that has not improved this offseason yeah. and was a glaring weakness of your team last year? Um, you know, Cooper Cup coming back, but again, you know, he's only had like one healthy season in his career. Yeah, he went and he set like a whole receiving yard record or whatever and had the triple crown, but I mean, he hasn't been healthy since. Well, and also like, they're not adding young talent. They, they, they haven't had not. what? A first round pick in three years. No. Yeah. Something so like they're not bringing in guys to progress this team moving forward. I think they're going to be in a similar situation going into next year. And I mean, yeah, they went all in to win a ring. They got their ring. Yep. Cool. But now like they're screwed for a couple of years. Yep. But, yeah, got through a ring. Yeah, and that uh, that brings us to the uh, the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, do you want to go bracket at a time or round at a time? Go round at a time. Um, right. My my f- buys in the AFC, I had the, uh, the Bengals as the one seed, Eagles as the one seed in the NFC. Um, I had Dolphins as the two facing off the against the Jets in the first round. I had the Jets winning. Maybe a little bias coming out, but I also think – Aaron Rodgers' um, experience in the playoffs gives them the edge there. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have the Chiefs and Bills as a first-round matchup, which is kind of nuts. I have the Chiefs winning there. I have Jaguars-Ravens as my 4-5 or five matchup with the Ravens winning. Um, and then down in the NFC, I have the Saints-Vikings. Got the Vikings uh, beating the Saints there. Niners-Giants got the Giants. Or uh, not the Giants. I have the Niners winning. Um, and then Lions-Cowboys, I have the Lions taking that one. Yeah, so I have uh, 
I'm going to try to hurry this up so yeah. we, we don't make this episode too, too long. But uh, I have the, the Chiefs and Eagles both getting their respected buys um, for the first round in each conference. Uh, starting with the AFC, I have the Jets winning over Jacksonville uh, in the wild card round. I have the Bills winning at home uh, over the six seed Dolphins. And then I have the seven seed Steelers losing to the two seed Bengals at home. Um, going over to the NFC, I have the Giants going into Atlanta and winning. Uh, I have Dallas going into Detroit and winning. And I have Minnesota losing to San Francisco at home. All right. And then next round, I have the Bengals beating the Jets, the Chiefs beating the Ravens. Um, and then I have the Eagles beating the Vikings and the Niners beating the Lions, setting up my conference championships as uh, Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners. Um, I have the Chiefs beating the Jets. Um, I have the Bills losing to the Bengals. So I have Chiefs, Bengals uh, for the conference. And then I have Philly uh, beating the Cowboys and the Niners beating the Giants. Yeah, so we have the same conference championships. Yeah, Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, Niners. Yeah. And then I have the Bengals beating the Chiefs, um, and I have the Eagles beating the Niners. I think you have the exact same. I do. And we both have the same Super Bowl champion, your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I almost feel guilty as if I'm being biased with that, but I just they're such a well-rounded team. You look and what they did last the year, and pick. they only improved. So, I yeah. mean, I don't think it's unrealistic to – say the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. And then we can uh, do a speed round for our award predictions, and then we can wrap this up. Yeah. Um, so start off with our uh, MVP MVPs. of the league. You have... I have Patrick Mahomes winning MVP. I have Joe Burrow. I, I just can't count out Mahomes. Um, offensive Player of the Year, I'm going with the the old trusty Justin Jefferson. I'm going Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill goes over 2,000 receiving I, yards. I like that a lot. Defensive Player of the Year, I'm sticking... I think I picked him last year. I'm going Micah Parsons. Uh, I'm going T.J. Watt. I think he's a large uh, piece of that Steelers defense, 100%. and I think he gets over 20 sacks this year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm not going Bijan. I'm going Anthony Richardson. Interesting. I'm going Bijan. I think Bijan easily gets over 1,400 rushing yards and probably over double-digit touchdowns. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going with Christian Gonzalez. I, like I think that. I think he has a very strong year um, in that Patriots secondary, which they had a pretty solid secondary last year. Mm-hmm. Adding a guy like Christian Gonzalez, who was my favorite corner in the draft, um, I I really think he's he's going to take a big step in the NFL. Have a couple picks, and yeah, yeah, I really like that Christian Gonzalez pick. Um, I went in a little bit of a different range. I went Jack Campbell for the Lions. I love that too. Um, I was a huge fan of him coming into the draft. I was shocked that he went in the first round. Um, he's definitely a first-round talent. I just thought he'd fall to the second. Um, just because of position. Just, yeah, just value, because. Like. Right. But um, I, I think uh, that that Lions defense, he's, he's going to command that. And, and, you know, you have um, Aiden Hutchinson already that they, they took yep. last year in the first round. He's going to be a playmaker, but I think Jack Campbell is really going to be the hero back there. Reminds me a lot of Luke Keekley. Yeah. Um, and then for comeback player of the year, I have the favorite in DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin's probably going to win it regardless, but uh, I didn't want to pick him. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Let's ride. <laughs> All right. 
Well, I mean, right. So that's going to wrap up all of our season predictions. Um, next week, we'll have an episode right before the season really kicks off. So we'll talk fantasy. We'll talk week one predictions, all that jazz. You know you know the drill. Um, check us out on all social media platforms. We're at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok, at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. And you could check out the video version of this episode on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next week, one week till football. As always, stay stay cool. cool.